2: collect call from Steve going into the NFL they know so much information about you but yet can't figure out sometimes which quarterback can throw
1: and who can't this, okay I don't think this I... is the information you really need to be <laughs> honest but
3: <laughs> once I got that email I was like oh yeah it's on I'm going to school now cut do it cut to it let's get
0: down to it cut to it cut to it
2: Hey, to the cut to a podcast. A guy like I don't even know if you notice. Know I it's not close, but I'm cut my hat's kind of resembling the fam you kind of style. Okay. Right? I, I, I can't commit exactly because I'm still a West Coast dude, but man, to the cut to it, we got a guy that you know they say he 5'10, but the truth is he probably about nine, five, nine, or three-fourths, but it doesn't matter. But he has an opportunity to. Share the light and, and take the torch of the small guys, as the NFL would say. But his game is not small t- town or small. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. We got, we got the same last name, so that means we're, we're brothers from a different mother. Yes, sir. It's Xavier Smith. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast, man.
3: Man, I appreciate you for having me, man. Yeah. It's a blessing. Yeah,
2: this this is a co-host uh, Coley, he's learning he's learning other teams outside the New England Patriots, but he is a mastermind of multiple things. I'm just trying to figure out as we do the podcast, uh, which ones is he actually mastering? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> Tell me one thing you cannot leave the house without having in your possession.
3: My phone. Okay. Right right now I'm on my phone just because, you know, I never know who might call. I never know, you know, when I might need to use it or who I might need to call at a point in time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of always make sure I keep my phone on me and keep it around somewhere close.
2: So I got a random question there. Do you know how to make a collect call?
0: A collect call?
2: Yeah.
0: No, I don't think so.
2: Wow! These, these, you are, the, you are the kids of our future and you don't know how to make a collect call.
3: You got, well, put me on game. How I make a collect? Uh, how put, put this, I don't game, think this bye. is the
1: information you really need to be honest. But
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well,
2: when you're locked up, this is a call from. <laughs> well, really, so a collect call is basically, you don't have any money. But you need to make a phone call. So there's like a number you call, then you tell them what number you're calling. And then they say, collect call from Steve. Will you accept the charges? (laughs) Right. And that's how it works. But now with technology, and normally you do a collect call from a phone booth, a public phone. Yeah, Yeah, see. You don't know what you do.
3: No, I know where the phone booth is, but we don't use phone booths. I, I ain't seen a phone booth in so long. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why that's why
2: I said we used to blow them up when I was kids with firecrackers. We used to boom yeah. with M80 and try to get the chance.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Y'all knew a little something.
2: Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Uh we gonna get yeah. that out so that cannot incriminate me. Uh <laughs> 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 no, they keep that in. All right, um, uh, Coley, what can you not leave home without?
1: I don't know. Right now, like, my my vice is my dip. Like, I feel like it's not a great answer, but if I don't have my I dip, I answer. feel not uh, complete. Like, I feel like I'm always reaching for it. Mm. Every time, do you do the pocket? Like, do you hit all your pockets before you leave the house? That's that's what I need, honestly. Yeah, I need to yeah, see. hey, yeah. is everything here and is everything back here? We're good? We're good.
2: So So my combination of my one device or item is I have I'm old school so I'll have you know I got the whole wallet. Okay. Right. Cell phone and I'm a I'm an old head. Money clip. Okay. Cause if I got all these, I'm straight. Because if I lose my if I lose my if I lose my ID or my 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 wallet. I got a money clip, so I can at least get to where I need to get to let everybody know. But if I, you know, if I leave my money clip or my wallet, vice versa, because I left my wallet at the house, but you know, I had a little, got a few dollars in there, so I've been able to, to you know, buy something to eat or get some gas or something like that. But I, I don't like completely ha- relying on technology. I do like to be able to have cash uh, in hand, so that for me, that's it's that low that low combination. And if I don't don't have that combination, like I'm like, I won't leave the house.
1: Well, I was going to ask, we've got a college age kid here. Do you still, what was a lot? do you even carry cash? Or is it all digital for you?
3: So so, sometimes I make sure I have at least $20 in cash, but but most of the time, most of the time. Hold on, hold on.
2: Man, with interest rates, what can you buy with $20 in cash?
3: (laughs) Not a lot. Right, so that's why I got the wallet. So if I got the wallet, <laughs> you feel me? I got the card, and I'm just swipe yeah. the card. Yeah, that's true. So that that you know, times times done change, So we do it a little different. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That, dang, like, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I know. For me, growing up, I loved Superman. Right, got a little yeah. Superman tattoo. I love. So my question to you is, what uh? What superhero growing up that you 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 know you tried to kind of really make that
3: you like you knew yeah. hey
2: when I'm ah when I'm this when I when I think about this superhero, man, I'm, I'm I'm balls to the wall.
3: It was Spider-Man though. Really? Yeah, Spider-Man, the way he you know, he's shooting them whales, catching them. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was my thing. So the way Spider-Man did him, that's kinda how I try to, you know. When I'm on that field, I feel it, though you know that's who I tap into. Mm.
2: Okay. All right. I like that. So yeah. man, tell tell us, tell us what's your hometown, man, and the place you you uh where you from and the place you call your hometown.
3: Uh well, I'm from, I'm from Haines City, Florida, and that's, that's why I call my hometown, Haines City, Florida. That's where I grew up. I spent all my years there up until, you know, I went to college. So Haines City, Florida, Polk County, that's that's me. That's where I'm from.
2: Okay, and so how far is that? Give me something geographical or some landmark that's, that's there to give our audience that's not familiar from Florida right. uh, where, where that is. And I'm not a Florida guy. Don't really go there outside of. My uncle lived in Kissimmee, so Orlando, Disney yeah. World, and Miami Beach, and we had the Super Bowl. So that's kind of really the only thing I'm familiar with. Other right. than that, I'm oblivious.
3: So Haines said is really it's, – it's in Central Florida, so really it's between Orlando and it's between Tampa. So it's like right in the middle. It's an hour away from Orlando, and then it's an hour away from Tampa as well.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: And so which one do you favor more? Would you go to Orlando or Tampa for vacation to, in the drive? You know, if you want to get out of, yeah. you know, get out of your own city.
3: For, for us, it would be Orlando. But just because they got everything. They got the restaurants. You know, they got fun spot. They had a mall, Florida malls, things like that. So, you know, most of the time, if we was to go away or get away, then, yeah, we'll go to Orlando before we'll go to Tampa.
2: All right. So growing up, man, tell tell us what was it like for you growing up?
3: Uh, I was I was raised by my mom, single parent home. So okay. it's me, my my older brother, and then I have two younger sisters. And you know, my mom, she was a teacher. Now she's a retired teacher. So you know, she just made do what she had to do with the teacher salary. You know, they don't pay teachers as yeah, much. Yeah. But you know, I watched I watch my mom hustle. I watch my mom grind and you know, make it happen. With you. She made it do what she had to do. And, you know, that's just kind of how I came up. That's just how I grew up, just seeing my mom having to work hard and provide for us. Yeah, like just, just seeing my mom, man, she, she made it happen for all of us. She created this opportunity for me. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. That's 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 my story. So,
2: you, So what opportunity, though? You say you're grateful for the opportunity. What opportunity do you have before you?
3: Right now, I just almost really talking to you right now and having that opportunity to, you know, go to college, get my degree and now having that opportunity, you know, pursue my dreams and make it to the NFL.
2: Oh, man. Well, I got some information and they tell me they say you weren't even you weren't offered very many scholarships coming out of high yeah. school. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, take take us through your high school experience leading up to before we got here today.
3: So in high school, uh, I played varsity uh, three years. So 10th grade year, I was the, I was the young guy. So wow. it was a lot of guys. I was, a, I was, it was a lot of guys. They was older than me. They were seniors. So I wouldn't really get a chance to show what I could do or just get out there and perform how I wanted to, or how I knew I could. So, you know, I was just kind of waiting my turn, waiting my turn. And I ended up transferring schools in 11th grade. I ended up going to Haynes City High School. So, you know, that's when I finally got my opportunity. I started the first couple of games. I didn't start. And then I ended up starting the third game. And then I bust out for a hundred yard game. I was playing okay. running back. So, yeah, that was, that was my first game starting. I had a hundred yards. And, and my senior year, it was it was kind of rocky just because, you know, a, a, a lot of situations was going on, but, you know, I was still making plays and, um, you know, I guess I played running back. So I guess most people felt as though, you know, I was five. I maybe I might have been 5'9", 155 pounds. So, you know, they probably thought he too small to play running back. So I really didn't receive any offers coming out of high school.
2: Hmm. Wow. <clears throat> I don't know what that is that, They'll take the short guys who can play receiver and they just stick us at running back. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Because I actually played running back a little bit in high school as well. Yeah. But then, as soon as they get a bigger guy, like they cast us aside so fast, that dude cannot hit the hole. But just because he's bigger, you know, they they, put
3: him out there.
2: They put him out there.
3: Yeah. So that, that's really how it went for me. But you know, I, I always been the smallest guy ever since I was in Little League. I always been the smallest guy playing against guys who were bigger. But, you know, I just had that heart. And, you know, when we step on that field, it's me against you. And, you know, I'm coming with it. I'm, I'm coming with my best. And I hope you coming with your best.
2: Absolutely. Now, you don't get any offers. Yeah. So what, so, so what do you do uh, after high school? What are you doing?
3: I, I I honestly um I, I had got a job. I was working at Amazon. Really? So um, I, yeah. So I was scanning the packages. I'm building pallets. I'm wrapping the pallets, and you know I worked that job all the way up until maybe June of twenty. So from October 2016 all the way up until June 2017, I was working at Amazon, and you know I like at that time. The dream of playing football, that was over. And I had game. Why? Yeah, why? I just felt like it was over for me. Like maybe that ain't what God had planned for me, or maybe you know, my destiny was somewhere else. So you know, I had friends and my mom, they was telling me, man, you need to go to school. Like, but you, you really like that on the field, like go to school and play football. But, you know, in my head, I was like, man, I'm done with football. Like, I'm done with school. And I was oh. just working at Amazon, honestly.
2: And then after that year, what
3: happened? Uh, I ended up getting an email from you. And they were saying I could um get into the school, but I would have to come through the access bridge program. So yep. you know, I talked it over with my mom. And once I got that email, I was like, Oh yeah, it's on. I'm going to so school. What's the, now. So
2: what was the <clears throat> tell us the I, I mean, I know the bridge program, but not right, everybody right. knows the bridge program. Right. right. Tell, so tell us what the bridge program was that, that that you received that email about.
3: So what I had to do was I had to take two courses in the summer. Okay. So f- through the, through the summer semester I had to take two courses and if I pass those two courses then I would be able to get I would be able to get admitted into the school but the only way I'm I'm able to get admitted is if I pass my two classes.
2: Okay. So bet on yourself. Yeah. Technically not bet, you was forced to you're forced, yeah. right? Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah, I'm betting on myself. Boy, you all in on yourself. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> Is is all in or is nothing?
2: So what was the, what was the two courses that you had to take?
3: Um, I took freshman communication skills, which is, you know, they kind of teaching you about the college life, basically. Okay. And then I also, and then I also had to take sociology, what? and I had to, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah a, had,
2: you had to take it. What six week course?
3: Yeah, six week oh, course. No.
0: Uh,
2: how many tests? How many tests did you have to do?
3: so with that, so with so with that professor it was no test
2: okay so what he
3: did we had three we had three essays oh, oh,
2: hold on hold on hold on this is a recorded line do not incriminate
1: yourself i was going
2: to say yeah okay <laughs> so let's be smart now
1: okay okay you you got test me? a day you're yeah, constantly yeah, testing yeah, yeah. very hard course don't get
2: fab <laughs> don't get fam you from the cut to a podcast or academic probation
3: yeah, you're all on the UNC <laughs> yeah. plane. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had I had to write those papers and you know I had to I had to you had to grind it up. Paper. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay,
2: okay. Yeah. So you get there. Now is everything, hey, you, you know, everything's great. You're on fam you now. We, you go get you go get the you getting this, you getting that, you big man on campus. T- take us through that transition. What
3: happened? So first, you know. I, I didn't even so that first fall camp when I got there, I didn't even, I wasn't really on the team. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, I was I wasn't really on the team. So I remember I, I couldn't I couldn't practice until the first day of classes. Oh, that okay. The, yeah, so I had to wait all the way up until the first day of classes. And uh, you know, they red shirted me from the beginning. Like I was gonna be a red shirt, I wasn't gonna play so. You know, just being on scout team. How so and,
2: as a red shirt, were you a cooperative red shirt, or were you they hold me back? I you know, the 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 thankfulness of getting on the squad left as soon as you got on the football field.
3: Nah, man, I was I was one of those guys I was cooperative just because of where I just came from. I was okay. working at Amazon. So I was really happy that I'm playing football again. I'm back on the field. So mm. I just took that as a stepping stone. I was like, you know, when my time come, oh, I'm going to make the most of that opportunity. So, you know, I spent my first year on scout team going against the first team defense and just seeing how I was performing at a high level. I knew, okay, yeah, when my time come, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I just used that year as a, as a really a way to just get going. That's, that's what I really use it as a way to get going. And, um, uh, just just taking that stepping stone so when my first year came to play coach coach was like you know we want to see what you do on the field we want to see can you play when it's game time Mm. so you know I had to use that first year my redshirt again and once I got on that field I was at home again so from that point on it just took off with coach just provided me with that opportunity to play. And once I got that opportunity, I just made the most of it.
2: So what's been some of the coolest things? You know, you look at football, uh, the, you know, pack, the, the, the Pac-12, pack Big Ten, all that stuff, you know, the Power Fives. What have you experienced playing at an HBCU? Uh, that's maybe different. I played at Utah. So, right. Right. Uh, so that was it. That was a, And I played in 90, what, 99, 2000. So it was a little bit different from the University of Utah people see today. Right. So, so what did you, you experience?
3: So for me, it was just the family, the family type vibe where, you know, the people, they knew who I was, not just because, you know, I was that I was that football player player that's on the field they they wanted to know who who was me the person you know Xavier Smith the person so they just gave me that tight-knit family as to where I felt as though you know those was my aunties and my uncles and my cousins and you know for me that that's just what that's just what gravitates me and that's what gets me for you know just being at a HBCU where it's you know that's a, that's a real family it's it's a brotherhood and uh, man, the, the the way those people go about about their players, about just the students as a whole, the student body, the way HBCUs go about that student body, man, it's it's something that you know I can't even put into words. I can't explain. It's just a feeling of you know just acceptance. They accepted yeah. me who I was. I didn't have to try to be anything. I didn't have to try to be nothing that I wasn't. I could just be myself. And for me, that 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 meant the most to me.
2: So going through your whole uh, football, you know, your football career, now getting you to this point where now you're going, you play Saturday ball, right? You you should, you need to be, you need to go ahead and look up because I saw you out there breaking a few ankles. Uh, Okay. Also on on social media, you ran a little snag route,
0: and uh,
2: DB didn't even realize what a snag route was.
0: <laughs> yeah um, man. Just
2: the experience playing in the HBCU uh legacy bowl and then you playing uh you're playing in some uh, did you play in any other bowls?
3: Nah, that was the no, only bowl That was the only
2: could... one. What yeah. what what has this experience and this and and this this progression for you from going to playing college, working at Amazon, red shirting, now playing in college. And now having the opportunity that your name are on the lips, Pauls, of scouts and head coaches and teams. And I know a team. They're not going to say it, but I know a team told me the Kansas City Chiefs was on you like syrup on pancakes, bro. (laughs) Man, that had to feel so awesome. to Going from a couple of weeks ago, you were hoping. Man, I you know, hoping. How does this process work? And now, you're part of that process. Right, right. So, yeah. what? Well, take us, take us through that. Take us through the 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 all the things that you're experiencing now. That five years ago, you basically what you're telling me is, it was a dream that had never happened.
3: Right. So yeah, like like you just said, man, it was something, man. I, I'd be lying if I said I saw this when I first sat on campus that fan you so man, like I know, I'm kind of I kind of like lost in my thoughts. You lost but, you lo-
2: you lost in your sauce, huh? Yeah, yeah. Man, that's that's so,
3: dope. So, so
2: here, here, let me let me so let's make it even let's let's make it even more um enjoyable. So did you see my have I know you saw my post. Have you seen yep. my breakdown of what you bring <laughs> to the table?
3: Yeah, I saw it. I watched it. And what so much, tell
2: tell me what you think? Do I need to add something? Did I leave something out?
3: Uh nah, I ain't gonna lie. I think you hit it on the head. Well, <laughs> like I say, I say Steve watching, though. When I when I listen to it, I say Steve really watched the film. And even my coach sent it to me, like, man, like. You know, Steve just said this. Steve really watching the film. And when I listened, I was like, oh yeah, he really watching. And you know, you you like with the body control and the uh, coming in and out of my break, stuff like that. So I was like, Oh yeah, he watching or attacking the ball. Cause you know, they say sometimes you know, smaller receivers don't go get it, but me, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm going up top, I'm trying to go attack the ball. So when when I when I saw that, I say, Yeah, he watching. And you know, it's just a blessing that even, you know, like Steve Smith saw me play, like he watching my film. So I, I grew up watching you. So now that it is, you know, it's on the other foot, man. That's, that's, that's more than anything I could ever hope for.
2: Well, let me tell you, you don't need to hope anymore. People are watching. Man, what yeah. you have put on the field, how you conduct yourself, the way you go about it, I, I'll tell it again. So it's cool to see it on video the way you have outstanding body control. Look, I'm getting goosebumps. Let me tell you yeah. something. I get goosebumps talking about a wide receiver that actually knows how to play wide receiver, getting in yep. and out of your breaks, body control, uh, high point in the ball, attacking it. But, man, what I'm really impressed with is your ability to set up the defender. But then not just when you set up the defender, you have that flag football mentality where you're catching it, and then now you're looking at, let me secure it, But also, let me see where my next move is going to be because that's how flag football goes. Where You catch it and it's, if you're going to get hit, you don't allow a clean hit on you because your eyes are down the field. Yeah. Man, that's just what I see and what I watch. Man, if you played at a bigger school of power five, in my personal opinion, bro, you'd be a top 20 pick. Right. Right? And so I just look at, that opportunity that you'll have so much depth in the wide receiver uh group right now in this year's draft. In this year's draft, I think there are more value in why some guys are gonna slip in the third and fourth and fifth round because there's so less of quality of other positions. Like there's I don't believe this is one of the top linebacker uh drafts, but right. it's so much depth. And there's so many receivers that have the yak, body control, attacking a ball. And there are so many receivers like Josh Downs for UNC uh, Chapel Hill. All He's right, a right. 5 er as well. You know, and y'all just what you guys bring to the table. Man, like, I'm telling you, like, even like, that, like Tariq Hill, man, you, the ability y'all have, man. I used to hope and dream like a guy my stature, we could set the set the bar for pay scales. Yeah. Man, the short dudes, man, they about to break the bank.
3: Yeah, it's coming. It is it's coming. Kinda,
2: so, man, it's it's it's, it's awesome. Um, so, but I do have to ask you, what is something that you know you need to work on coming into the draft, coming into a camp at some point? when you have to display and 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 really get out of the underwear olympics of 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 uh, pro days and you start right. to put on the pads and now you have a living breathing person in front of you that has the ability to trick you or to throw your timing off
3: uh for me basically just strength you know just getting stronger putting that putting that strength on and You know, I I know I'll probably be at the slot. So I I wanna block those bigger defenders. I wanna be able to show, you know, I could get in there and get dirty with those guys too. I could put hands on them too. So, you know, just working on my strength, getting getting off those reroutes and also when a guy pressed using my physicality to get off of those guys as well. So for me, just basically just sticking, sticking to, you know, putting that strength on, getting stronger. You know, putting that weight on as well, and for me, that's that's what I definitely feel as though you know I'm sticking to and working on.
2: So playing in the in the Legacy Bowl, play. I'm pretty sure not every player you played against you you had the opportunity to go against. Right. So what did you did you feel like at any point while you were going through it? Because I did. I was like, oh, here are some of the better players. Of maybe why, it when I get to the league or if I get to the league, where I need to work on my game a little bit.
3: Yeah, it was it was kinda, yeah. but it's like it's like for me, I just I just I just know who I am and I know what type of player I am and I yeah. I don't know my 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 confidence you know is up so even even when a guy you know he may. He may stop me on the path. I know what I did wrong. Or yeah, yeah, I just yeah. look, you know, and I just look at it. I know if I would have did this, it was, it was done deal. So, you know, just each each and every rep, just kind of just critiquing myself. And mm. okay, he put his hands on me quick this time. And, you know, just little things like that. So just critiquing myself, critiquing my game, and then just applying it on my next rep. And then yeah. I see, I see the difference, and I'm like boom, okay, there it go, there it go.
2: So, So, yeah. So would you – call? how would you categorize yourself as a film watcher? Do do you know how to watch film?
3: I do. I do, but I'm still growing in that area. I still want to learn, you know, the things to look for because it's a lot that I don't know. I'm coming into, you know, a different league, a different ball game, and those guys really been studying the game and – they 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 find you know they find different ways and different techniques and stuff and other guys that you know I may not know as well so yeah you know I I know it's definitely a lot that I can learn and you know I'm willing to go in there and learn how to watch film the correct way so
2: how so right now how do you watch film like if you know if we if we were preparing for a team right now right right and I and me and you are gonna go in the film session right and we're gonna watch film. I'm gonna let you take the clicker first. What 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 are you doing when you watch a film?
3: I'm I'm looking at those DBs, you know, what they lining up. So okay is he, is he is he is he heavy inside, heavy outside? Is he aggressive? Is he an aggressive, you know, D B? Is he trying yep. to use hands? Is he being relaxed? Is he giving ground? Okay. You know what, what what um what is he giving away when he do certain stuff? So mm. is he tilted when he about the gym with the left hand or right hand or mm. you know just things like that? The DBs inside or outside. Hold, hold on,
2: remember we talked about that Coley after Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Remember, that yeah, was, oh, yeah. that's that's good. That's good, man. Yeah. So yeah, you got a you true. You got a pretty good handle on watching yeah. and film. And the reason I asked that, not to put you on the spot, but I did put you on the spot. So I'm sorry, not sorry.
0: Nah, I, that's
2: cool. Which is. I, I've run into some veterans, some guys like six, seven years that or I've run into a guy who uh, who was nine, 10 years in the league. And I'm always shocked. But then now I'm not shocked this more is like players aren't always given the same guidance or tools, even though they're successful. Right. Right. And so I had a guy tell me, man, I, he said he asked me, he said, man, do you watch film? I'm like, yeah. Do you? He and the individual said, "Nah, I don't watch film. I feel like whatever I can do, whatever I do, he can't stop me." And I'm like, "Well, that ain't going. That don't sound good. Cause somebody <laughs> yeah. at some point is gonna do something to stop you. You need a point of reference to go back to, or at least have a plan, right? That's like you go, right. hey man, I'm just buying a plane ticket to a, on American. Where you? Go? I don't know. They they just gonna drop me off when they drop me off." Right?
0: You <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and um, and so I, I love asking guys, right? And also knowing sometimes those guys weren't taught how to watch film. I yeah. played in Utah. We were taught how to watch film, not because we're a juggernaut that we are today. It was because we were playing Colorado State, Wyoming, uh, Air Force. I remember the first time we played Air Force, and I was told, which still to this day, 20 years later, sticks with me. They said, when you're playing Air Force, those players, you only could do a trick play one time. Right. They are so disciplined. The second time, they will not allow. It. And I always remembered that. And so me playing at University of Utah earlier, man, I had to play against less athletic so my, my go route, my, when we needed to pick big play, a go route could not be the answer. Right. Right? I had to run a route that required setting up the defender. But I also had to be able to read coverage to know who the defender, what the defender is playing. And so I really learned that was one advantage I had with going into from college to pro is I knew how to read coverages, which meant I had, a, I had a good study system. Now, I would still screw up the plays. Right. But I still at least had a good study system to help me not screw them up as much. Because I went from a number system to the West Coast. Bro, I was on the struggle bus. <laughs> struggle. Like, my coach was cussing me out, called me idiot. Get this idiot out of here. That's the one thing I'm going to tell you. When you get to a rookie camp, you get to training camp. When you head into training camp, try not to take it too personal. Right. Because training camp is to break you down. Right. And to rebuild you in the way they like you. At least the mental fortitude, understanding how to break down, understanding what the, the mantra is for that team, what it is to be a Panther or a Kansas City Chief or a Jaguar, or a New England Patriot, like, what it means. And so you have to have some openness to be able to, what well, we like to say, is he teachable? Right. Is, is, is it, can he be coached? But also, can he absorb information and also do it as well, apply it on the field on a consistent basis? And the film that I've watched tells me that he understands fortitude, he understands grind. He understands hustle. He's self-motivated. And now you get him a good coach and you put him on the field and then give him one or two instructions and he's going to run away with it. That's the kind of player that I see uh, in you, Xavier Smith, that man. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's going to happen when you get with the right squad. You get with an Andy Reid?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So what has this process been like for you so far, uh, the coaching um the type of uh play uh, uh scouting department and just pro personnel that you've experienced in this short time um uh, now that you in this uh, uh in the process of heading into the NFL
3: um just for me I really just been sticking to you know the basics sticking to what got me to this point in the first place so um just talking talking to different teams and um you know, seeing seeing their point of view of things and just kind of, you know, just being myself, man. Just yep. for this whole, this whole process, just sticking to who I am and being myself and staying true to, to the game and who I am. So, you know, I don't try to let all the outside get to me. I don't really get into that. I just want to stay focused and uh, keep grinding because, you know, e- eventually... I'm, I'm going to wake up and I may be somewhere I never thought I'd be. So that, Absolutely. That, yeah, you know, so, 30, 32 there's yeah,
2: 32 teams. There's 32 opportunities out there.
3: Yeah. yeah. So so that's really the mindset I've been approaching this whole thing with. Just keep your head down and grinding. And, you know, when my career over, I want to be able to look up and feel as though, you know, I did some of the things the greats did mm. and the guys who before me did.
2: What what is what's something that you've experienced in this process that has not thrown you off in like oh why had to ask that question, but that's thrown you off in like wow, this thing getting real now this this <laughs> this this is a real this this is a real job you know yeah. because before you answer here's what I mean, man I remember when I got drafted, like you get excited about the draft and then you sit in a room and they give you papers and you're filling out insurance cards, right? Death benefits. Like if you were to die, who would be the person that's beneficial from, you know, you in, in in this King's ransom that we get played, we get paid to play a football game. And, and in case of an emergency, who do you want your next of kin to be, uh, you know, notified? Like some of that for me, like I have never, until I got drafted, had to fill out an insurance card. Right? We didn't really have insurance for most of my life, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and, and so I was doing things and calling my mom, asking her, and then my wife at the my wife, she's having to help me, and she's calling her parents because we're figuring it out together that we just never experienced. So that's that's why I'm saying what have you experienced in this that kind of like, yeah, like more than just like, yeah, I was at a football game, like you you talking, like you having to fill out stuff that I'll throw it out there, you probably don't remember. You probably had to fill out a dang credit report for them to kind of see what you got going on, huh?
3: Yeah. So when you when you asked that question, I was gonna say before the um HBCU combine, we were we was doing the we was drawing blood, we was um we were we was uh EKGs? Filling out now, it won it won the EKG. i for, I forgot what the sample was, but we were we was doing all that we was filling out the paperwork and I'm just like man i, I didn't I didn't know this this <laughs> came with everything so <laughs> i'm just i'm just i'm a, I'm assuming you know we're gonna come, we're gonna get ready. You, thought, you took, think you gonna took, get some fresh new gear?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that, that's
3: all I'm thinking about. The new gear. We finna, we finna, we finna work out, and then yeah. you know we good. But man, it took it took almost four hours.
2: Wow,
3: four hours.
2: And then that four so, hours drawing blood, answering answering questions, having to give a release for them to check your credit to make sure everything. you everything. And that's everything. one of the interesting things. Man, going into the NFL, they know so much information about you. Yeah. Right? But yet, they still miss and can't figure out sometimes which quarterback can throw and who can't.
0: Right.
2: (laughs) Right? So it's almost like too much information. So you got that. You know, what else have you gone through uh, that's really, really put that stamp of approval that you're, you're knee deep in this process?
3: Uh this this situation right here. Um when I when I um woke up and then they was like, Man, Steve Smith just posted you. I like Steve Smith ain't posted me. Like he ain't seen nothing. And so I got and they sent it to me. I'm like, oh, like, okay, maybe it is going on. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it is going followed. I'm like this, Steve Smith, and then I started seeing it on NFL Network and yeah, and- oh
2: yeah, yeah. Hey, shout yeah. out, shout out to your, uh, to your agency, an all black female agency.
3: Yeah. Right. That's, that, That's, I got the best in the game.
2: You got the best. We're going to talk about that because I also want you to go through that. Pro- tell us how that process has been for you. So we told, I told agency. they said, Hey Steve, we want you to talk about some prospects for the combine. What you think? I said, man, I got to talk about my dog, man. I've been watching film. I'm getting like, It's like one of those things, man. I saw your film, so you you had Steve Weiss, best in the business. Steve Weiss comes on my uh, on my alert, and they show you run four three eight. So I see four three eight. I said, let me see if he all speed and no game, right? You know, let me see if he's this skateboard, right? You ever rode a skateboard?
3: Nah, I can't ride no skateboard. Skateboard,
2: okay. So that so we gonna take that off uh, on your (laughs) draft evaluation. He's not a true. Athlete that can do anything. He's I prefer that he's not gonna <laughs> yeah. try and
1: he's not gonna try and slide down a rail and break his leg in no, this no, no, season. No, that's no. a positive. Yeah, if yeah. I'm if I'm looking at the draft,
2: yeah. We, but yeah. Uh, a, a brother skateboarding ain't gonna never try to go on uh, off a of, off a of, uh, off a of rail ramp, ramp. That's no. going trying to go into the league. Now he may wait until he get paid and then try it after he's been exposed. <laughs> but not 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 when he's poor.
3: <laughs> no, No, I gotta yeah, I gotta get that first. <laughs> Let me um, secure
2: it first. Yeah, and so, um, and so they asked me, and I said, "Man, I, I just been watching some. I, let me go see. Can he really play? Because, and then I saw how how well you played, and then seeing the speed, I'm like, man, I I, I have to say something, right? And, and and so when they asked me, I said, man, I told you told uh, under, underdog It's like, yo, let them know we gonna we I'm gonna talk about him on NFL Network too. Yeah. Right. And so just I just feel like, man, you've earned it. You you deserve it. You can play. There's there's so many guys that we have to talk about in the International Football League. I think sometimes we get caught up. In the school name, right, right. instead of saying football is football. Right. If you could play football. In the backyard where we all start. I don't think the size of the stadium or how colorful the jerseys are or how much NIL money is offered that we should we should cover the players or not cover the players. Right. So for me, man, I, I I think you're a big time player in at a non power five school, but you, you got power five to build.
3: Right. I agree.
1: I, so, agree. I mean, I,
2: I'm glad you didn't because you'd be full to disagree with
1: me. <laughs> <He's laughs> well, right now we're, yeah. talking, we're talking about those kind of guys. A lot of them are at the combine right now. Do you feel right. some type of way? Do you have a chip on your shoulder that that you're not there, too? Or do you feel like you're doing everything you need to do and, and you're not too worried about it? Yeah, so
3: honestly i I feel like you know God does everything for a reason and I feel as though I'm in the position that I'm supposed to be in so you know I I feel like in my life i, I I've passed that stage where I feel as though I gotta prove it to somebody else that I am who Man, I know I am
2: wow I'm at four but, I'll be forty four and I ain't got over that yet.
3: Yeah, so man, you know, I just—if anything, I just want to show myself that you know this who I am and this what I know I am, and just showing myself that you know I could I could I could play that game, and you know I I feel as though I have the ability to be in those positions, but you know that just you know it wasn't my time to be there, and you know when my time comes, I'm gonna definitely be able to show the world.
2: Okay, talk talk about talk about your agency, man. Talk about. You know what that process has been like, how did you come to that conclusion um in this process and, and you know and and what's been what's been the fun parts about it?
3: So um at first, you know, I honestly I was I was telling my mom, I was like, mom, you be my agent. I like, I don't I don't really wanna do the agency at first. That's just kind of how I was feeling, but yeah. um just doing a lot of interviews going through that i was i was kind of i was getting stressed out cuz i'm like man like it, it hasn't been the right one yet mm-hmm. I, has, I haven't came in contact with that right one yet and um i remember the first time we me and her and no, her whole team
2: who's hurt now don't say well, her.
3: I, oh, I, I was i was i was to I was to get that so okay. like, the first time me and me and miss rashida you know mm-hmm. lady live sports the first time we we got on that on that Zoom call, I was like, this the one. Cause she she had everything laid out, the information, you know, what, what she can provide for me and like what they was gonna do for me to help me succeed in my journey. So, you know, the first time I got on that Zoom call with Miss Rashida, I told my mom, I just looked at her like, yeah, this this the one. So I kind of played it out though. So That's I was cool. taking my yeah, I played it out. I took my time and I was like, you know, I'm not just gonna jump in right now. I'm gonna give it some time. And but she she continued to check on me. She made sure, you know, that everything was going good with me. And I felt as though Miss Rashida and her whole team, they cared about me as the person mm. first before they cared about me as the athlete. And, you know, that's that's what sailed the deal for me. She kind of gave me that home as well okay, she, she she's my mom, kind of. So, you know, still to this day, she check up on me all the time. She can take anytime I need her, anytime I text her, she responds instantly. So I don't have no problem with getting in contact with her. I know if I could call her or anyone on the team, on the Lady Live team, I know they'll answer and I know they'll be there for me. So, just, just the support they've shown me from the beginning all the way up to this point, and being there for me—that's that's what I enjoy the most.
2: Man, that's dope. And I think it's also great. You know, Miss Rashida has been unbelievable. When we posted about you, she reached out to us and said, "Hey, you know, you know, what? How does Steve?" And just she didn't say, "Hey, we heard Steve did this." It was more of like why right she was right. she was asking the why questions more of like what's this what's your stick wait what, what y'all doing over here yeah
0: you know, and when we
2: said like we, we're we not doing anything we're yeah. just doing my job <laughs> and he stands yeah. out and yeah. and i'm just giving him i'm just giving the young man his due and man just to follow up uh just the way she's protective of you Man, that's you know that's a gift, man. That that a lot of agents, a lot of agents or agencies, you don't get. But there's right, also right. a ton of them that are like that. So I'm not gonna sit here and say that she's not special. But also, right. man, there's some crooks out there in the world. But yeah, then there's some, some. It's like Miss Rashida, my Derek Fox, my agent, who was my my only agent for my whole football career. There's some people out there that really that's who they are to the core. They just happen to be doing sports. That's how they do it. But they would be doing that if they were a school teacher, a fireman or firewoman, you know, right. a doctor or surgeon, right? That's just who you are. So, man, you, you guys have a, you have a great agency. Who they look at you first. One other right. thing she said is she said she got some she got some big time uh, football players on the team, right? Uh, but she said she got she got one or two grinders. And you one of those grinders, man. I heard that. Yeah. I just lit up and smiled because every football player, every athlete, every man, I think every person that does something that, that requires criticism or critique or coaching, you're always looking forward to make sure or hear, am I doing it the right way? Right. And your Agency believes you're doing it the right way. Agent 89 believes that you are doing it the right way. And I think NFL teams are seeing that you're doing it the right way. Right? right. And don't don't get caught up in where I'm not drafted or where I wasn't picked up. Man, just be just be ready for when the team that does pick you up. Right. That you perform and be ready to show that you d- deserve to be on that team. Because sometimes you hear <laughs> guys say, man, there's there's 31 other mistakes that I need to punish. Man, it, unless a team goes like some teams did with me it was like, hey, you to pass our physical Right, but I didn't realize because I broke my neck in college. I didn't pass their physical threshold. They wanted me, but I just didn't pass their threshold. They didn't want an undersized, thin receiver with a uh, uh, with a newly repaired fractured neck to be playing a contact sport. But at that time, (laughs) yeah, I was I was like, man, I'm playing a you know chip on the shoulder. Man, that ain't a chip. Yeah. Boy, you're a liability.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is Bandit. He founded Underdog Fantasy so that humans who really love sports could play with their friends and win some big prizes. Tell your human to go to UnderdogFantasy.com today.
2: So, man, I, I, I'm just excited. Is there any, before we let you go, is there any questions you have for me?
3: Yeah I I want to I want to ask you you know how did you stay focused when everything came you know how did you just stay grounded how did you just keep that grind that that mentality where you know you know you want the show you want yeah, the show yeah. even even when there was even when there was a lot of people who probably felt you was the best you yeah. still you still kept that chip so, as you know you man, want to prove
2: Well that's a good question for you And that's a bad question for me. And the reason why I say it's a bad question for me is because uh, I have to get out of the vehicle, look back at the the path and a little bit of the destruction that I had because I was so focused on doing things and being a particular way that Mm -hmm. at times I was a bad teammate, I was a bad husband. I was a bad father. I was a bad friend. I was a bad Steve to Steve because I was sometimes so focused on doing something that I never really enjoyed playing or I never really enjoyed the practice because well, you know and and I mentioned on this podcast before but not maybe not to you particular right. is when I tore my Achilles when I was in Baltimore and I was set yeah. to retire that year, I was high as a kite on all those drugs because I had a double rupture. So you right. start just like, you know, your mind is going. Bro, I was, up to, I was up at like two in the morning and I was thinking about every single pass that I dropped that stopped me from catching my thousand receptions, my thousand receptions. Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to catch a 1,000 catches and then be done. Yeah. And so I was sitting after surgery mad at myself. If I wouldn't have dropped those passes, I wouldn't have tore my Achilles, which means I wouldn't be in this hospital bed, which means I'll still be playing. And so right. I just went down this, this rabbit hole. And a lot of times I did that where I look at the NFL, it should have been the NFL for me as I grew up in Los Angeles and there's a highway, PCH from, you know, PCH Highway goes all the way up the coast and it's a beautiful, beautiful scenery. And man, if the PCH Highway and all that scenery is my football career, very rarely did I get out and take a picture. Did I ever get out and enjoy the sunset with my wife or my kid? Did I ever get out and see the sun rise? Man, I had so much anxiety and I built up so much ungratefulness of living in a moment. Man, I was acting like I was acting like the third animal on the platform of the ark. Think about that. When you yeah. the third animal on the platform of the art, on the bridge of the art, you realize, hey man, so I'm not, somebody's an odd man out. Oh no, bro, it ain't somebody.
0: <laughs> Ninja, it's you. It's you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: and so it just, man, and so I would say, man, learn how to grind, Have have have, have goals, short-term, long-term, lifetime, daily. But, man, learn how to unplug and also enjoy the journey. Yeah. Stop and smell the roses. Get out the car. Don't leave the car running. Turn the car off. Lock it. Walk across the street. Get out and see a sunrise, sunset. Have a picnic, lunch. Man, just don't make your profession of football become one of those things where your family when they remember sometimes playing football, they go, Yeah, I remember that's that's what you yelled at his dad. <laughs> you know, yeah, dad, I remember on on Saturday, Saturday uh mornings, man, you were real grumpy. We had to, how was dad feeling? Is dad in game mode? Man, I I, I would have tell you and encourage you and also be transparent, man, that ain't that ain't exciting life to live, man. That's not the, that's not the grind that I want for you.
1: Right. So you're saying it's possible to be as good as you without being that intense all the time?
2: Absolutely. You have to okay. be, man. You gotta take, you gotta take a break. My wife used to all my wife used to tell me, babe, you can't fight every fight. Right? You 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 can't you can't argue with the person that forgot to give you the 10 ice cubes in there. You asked for 10, they gave you 12.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um,
2: you know, so I I, w- I would say my grind, I was a little special, unique with it. Yeah. Right. Almost infatuated with it, addicted to the to the angriness. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I have no desire to play football anymore. Because like I like. Kind of just like, eh, you know, now I get a little <laughs> yeah. spicy here and there. right? Yeah. I get a little spicy, but. To the core, I'm kind of a goofball. Like, I'm really a goofball. Love to laugh. I love to make fun of myself, and I love to make fun of other people because I also yeah. think laughing is good for the soul, bro. I agree. You so. know, so that, that's, that's, that's the long answer of one of the things that, you know, grind, work with a purpose, but unplug, man, unplug intentionally.
3: Yeah. Because, cause see, I, I feel as though sometimes I do that same thing where I just get so locked in and then I take the on the field and I'm still in that same mode off the field sometimes for a long period of time just because I know where I'm trying to go and I know where I'm headed. But, you know, the fact that you just said unplug sometimes like it's cool to unplug. It's cool to just take a step back and just enjoy what's going on because. Yeah, for me sometimes I wouldn't say I enjoy it. I just be like, okay, this part of the journey, and then I just keep going. But you know, for you, for you to really say that, like, I understand.
2: Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's tough. Anything
0: else? Um. I I know you
3: used to talk about that control rage. You know, like yeah. give me give me the insight on that.
2: Uh. I was a little unique, bro. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was a little cray, cray man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and for me, I, I, I just when I played, I played in a way that you know, it one, it was exhausting. But two, it was, um, and I just played with such rage because I knew what I knew it was at stake, right. But I also knew what, I knew what I came from, and I had I, I came from meaning, you know, struggling. My mom did an awesome job, and my mom worked, and we, you know, we rode the bus. Like, always wanted, I always wanted, to, I always wanted to, a house, fence, and a dog. And bro, for me, like to come home to a dog, and come home to a house that I own, like I'll wake up next day, like mm, ain't nobody taking this from me. Yeah. And so I just came in. It was such, Like I just woke up pissed off all the time. Right. To the point of where it's like, what, what you say? you know, to to not being able to just enjoy things. And so I just kind of, you know, some people wake up like, man, I hope somebody's sitting in my seat. You know, <laughs> <day>. or, yeah. <laughs> you know and where, like, even teammates be like, man, that, that dude, he dragging, he dragging his bag today. You know, and I wake up. Like, I wake up if I didn't get passes that week, I didn't believe that the offense coordinator don't like me. He' trying to hold me back, dog. Yeah, right. They' are trying to get rid of me. And so I, I woke up. So you got that internal dialogue going, and you, and hell, that's just getting out, getting into the car, going to work, right? Then, you, then, then you ain't paying attention because you had this mental dialogue. Then you late, and so now you are sitting in more traffic. Somebody to cut you off. Somebody honked their horn, flicked you off, and now you mad. So you're mad getting in the car, so you're ultra mad getting out the car. And then somebody sideways because you're running late. Somebody parking your spot, that's your spot. But technically, we don't have parking spots, but you know that's my spot because I'm a senior or I'm a veteran or I'm a baller, so that's my spot. You know I was parking that spot all the time, but usually only reason I'm parking that spot all the time because actually I come earlier. But we don't need to discuss all that because I was mad when I got up because I didn't catch passes last week. Then I'm mad because I'm running late. Now I'm mad somebody parked to park in my spot. And then now the food for, for breakfast, they didn't pick that up, so now I can't eat, so I'm hungry. And then we get the game plan, and the 10 passes I was supposed to get last week, I only got three attempts. And then now we got the same pass we used last week, so now I'm mad that we're using a repeat of what we didn't get last week to this week, and it should be more Opportunities because the 10 last week you didn't get me, so I need 15 to at least make me feel like I'm I'm important, and so you know that's that's eight o'clock on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't watch no film, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. a Wednesday, dog. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That is so exhausting. 12 more <laughs> hours left in that day. Yeah. Minimum. <laughs> yes. <gasps> right? <laughs> like right. that's the rage. I don't want you to have that rage,
3: man. For sure. And just I feel like I got two more questions. And the one is, you know, with, with the finances, because I know a lot of a lot of money, you know, come in this game. So uh-huh. How how did you you know balance your finances and what what type of advice you could give me to you know help me with my finances?
2: All right, so I'm gonna tell you this off the bat, don't give no power attorney to anybody. Right. Right? Take take ownership of your finances because your agency, they are great people. Right. But they're not your babysitters. So you need to take ownership of your finances and start to learn. How to create a budget. Also, learn what your budget is. Meaning, what are you spending money on? What's coming in? What's coming out? Right. Um, for finances, for me, I've said I. don't know if I said it on here. So I was a third round draft pick. Back in twenty twenty one, I got a three. I got a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus after taxes. It was three hundred seventy five thousand dollars. By the following year after my rookie year 375 plus 129 and i paid three you gotta pay three percent to your agent off the five hundred thousand. not what you get right right so i paid three percent what's three percent of
1: uh is that 15 grand something like that
2: yeah 50 so i paid 15 grand to them i bought a house here in charlotte But then I had to pay off all the extra bills that I, like stuff that I had, like the old phone bill that I had that never paid. So I had to pay off all that. So that following April after my rookie year, 375 plus 129. Bro, I had $5,000 left in my bank account. That following April, that following draft. So the next year's draft class, who was getting a new check? I had five thousand dollars left, man. I blew four hundred thousand yeah. dollars. I'm talking about, I not on dope, not on stupid yeah. stuff. I I just was not prepared. I was not prepared for the responsibility, and so I had to ball money for my agent because I had a mortgage payment. My wife had our daughter, which was our second uh, child. I had gas. You know, this was when tail was over. I had to chirp. Chi-chi! you know Uh, yeah yeah my wifey uh our bank account uh our cars got uh declined and i look and just i didn't manage it i didn't do well and i didn't because i didn't take ownership i wasn't counting my i wasn't counting my money i was just spending it i had a lot of withdrawals and very few deposits because you only (laughs) get paid 17 weeks out the year
0: right right
2: and I was unprepared for the responsibility. And so luckily my agent gave me a loan and I met a kicker named John Casey and he talked to fi- talked about finances with me and helped me and started to just break down money. And man there was a book that um John uh, uh um John Casey referred to me and then my financial guy who's a, still a good friend of mine and my financial guy he told me a book to read, which is the same book. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. And man, I, le- I read that book and it was phenomenal because it was a little bit kind of like the old King James version in the Bible. Right. Right. So they had thou and thee. But man, what it really taught me is like, you know, taking care of paying yourself, treating yourself, but also taking care of your home. Right. Taking ownership and learning that. For me, one of the most intriguing things I love about money is a penny equals up to a nickel, a nickel equals to a dime, dime to a quarter, a quarter to a dollar, a dollar to five, 10 to 20, and so forth. And if I save up all of those, man, I can really, and I say, if I say yes, if I say yes to today, then that means at some point I'll have to say no to many tomorrow. But if I say no to today, I get to say yes to to so many tomorrow. And so I started really kind of taking that because I said no. I said yes to everything before and I was broke, had to borrow money. Right. So now I'm like, no. And the no is because I want to go on trips with my family. I want to see the world. I want to be able to go skiing for my kids. I want to be able to pay for my daughter's wedding when she gets married cuz I only got one girl. So I'm I'm responsible for pay, to pay for that wedding. And what can I do? How do I tell my wife I can't afford this wedding? We you know, with Google, you made this much money, this many millions. You got your own podcast and your daughter getting married. And you can't afford to pay for the wedding? Hmm. Because yeah. why? Because I blew that money. Man, I can I can I can't do that. I'm not perfect, but, man, one thing I'm going to tell you, we get paid a king's ransom to run around in tight pants, catch a football, and get to change the trajectory and our, and our financial well-being for generations to come or go, or go blow $50,000 in Vegas on strippers and, and and going out to the club so you could get free bottle service?
0: Yeah.
3: Mm. Dang. That ain't that, really my thing, anyway. I'm
2: not, I'm not saying it is.
0: No, I, I
3: get but, you, But so ultimately, I'm, that's yeah. what
2: is, that that's, people have done it. Yeah. Right, you think about, man, I, think about this, Coley. And I remember I was talking to him, he, he's supposed to come on the show, Vince Young. Mm-hmm. That man, I heard, allegedly, booked a 747 commercial flight and he was the only, he bought every seat on there and he was the passenger on there. Why?
1: Yeah.
0: That sounds terrifying.
2: Let me, uh Delta, I'm going to buy this coach ticket for me. But I want to buy all the other tickets, all the other seats on the plane, so you can sit there and talk to your to nobody.
1: Do you think they uh, still like drew the curtain? They're like, you can't come up to first class. <laughs> bought a coach. <laughs> I'm sorry, those are the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they did the uh the
0: whole the song of dance? The beforehand? whole song and <laughs> dance.
2: Please put on. Please put it on your face before helping a passenger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but and all honestly, I think the fact that you're already thinking this way, you're a step ahead of a lot of the people in your very same position right now who aren't even considering the the pitfalls and the things that can come from, like Steve said, yeah. blowing a bag that first year.
3: Yeah, that and you kind of answered the last question because you was like saying no today. You know, to where you could say yes, you know tomorrow," and then the future was, you know people always have this people always say, you know, everybody starts to ask for money or oh yeah, yeah, every- yeah, yeah. yeah yeah, so um
2: so it's, it first of all, it's hard. it's hard to say no. I'm not going to act yeah. like I, I I've had an easy time saying. I can say no to a stranger easy, you know right, like, right. It's, it's real easy. <laughs> right, you can hit a, you can hit a note to to a person that you feel like you'll never ever see again. You know, you can do that all the time.
0: Right,
2: but man, when you got uncles and aunts and, and, and relatives that you know, you they see watched you grow up. You know how they say, you know, us, us black folks too. I boy, I did I, 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 I,
0: yeah. I didn't wipe <laughs> your butt. I knew yeah. what
2: they, I knew what they looked like before they dropped. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, you. I knew you when you were little Xavier. Now now you got a yeah. capital X. Right? <laughs> um, I would say what I've tried to do is you have a boundary in your head of, I won't give beyond this, right? But then when you say, because people do fall on hard time, and too much is given, much is expected. And so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know blow your family off because well you ain't screwing up my money I would say this a lot of times if I have somebody you know you got the cousin or the or the relative that'll come and say uh yo Smitty right because we both Smitty Smith and right. yo Smitty yeah. man I you know my 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 car payment bro you know they about to take my car that's true they I used to go through that bro they take your car because you missed your seventh Car <laughs> payment. They ain't taking right. it because you missed your first one. So what I do, instead of going through the whole rigor r- remote, man, if I'm going to help you out, I can give you $1,500. $1,500 in the grand scheme of games, if we manage our money right, is not a lot of money on an right. NFL salary. right? Okay? But I'm not writing the check to you, Smitty. I'm not writing the check to you, Colin. I'm writing the check to Capital I'm, One, whoever, yeah. Who start, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm just throwing out there. Mercedes, I. if you got a car payment that you behind and you want me to make that car payment, give me the paperwork. I will write it on my bank account, the amount that I agreed upon that's in my head, and I will mail it. I'll, if I mail it late, I, I'll put the extra fee on there that's is because it's beh- behind because I've been right. taking my sweet time but I'm going to mail it to the institution then to mail the check to you because you're going to get sidetracked salary when I get you, with that $1,500 check going into your bank account that happens to be across the street when the new Jordans drop at the Foot Locker. and so that's what I do some people don't like it some people say, you think I'm a child? No, I'm doing it to protect us. Right. And that's just what I've done. And I've learned because I've experienced giving people, I've given some family members some money and they have blown it and still lose the house. right? And so it's not for me to judge, but I also, I also try to minimize, man, I can't be stroking 10, $15,000 checks. To you, and all of a sudden doing it because at the end of the day, if I stroke all these checks, to all these people, and all my money's blow, then you ain't gonna let me and my family. I got four kids. You ain't gonna let the six of us move in and we sleep on sleep in the in the primary, and you sleep on the couch. Do right. do do each of my kids get their own room like they used to have?
0: <laughs>
2: you know, so so yeah. That's how you handle it is you have a number and a threshold in your head. You don't tell anybody, but that's what you that's the you don't bargain with anybody. That's what you do. And, man, you keep you stay to that. And then that, you'll be able to do that even in retirement. Be able to throw hey man, throw somebody twenty five hundred. Because you're in hard times, but you can't do twenty five hundred every day of the week for the next. Right. thing. You
0: know. Right. Right.
2: You know, so, you know, sometimes it's like 700 bucks here and all that stuff. Like, my, you know, if you got any kids, college funds, man, do, you could do with your financial guy, do a SEP, uh, your own R I R A, right? If you like to travel, I do a, a, a travel account that I go to. So when I go to travel, that I'm pulling that out of the travel account. Okay. Right. Um, uh, life insurance I got a life insurance that uh a policy that I pay out of my life insurance account that goes because we pay we we pay term life but we get a discount because we pay once a year so okay. I'm all about discounts so I get a cheaper <laughs> discount if I play it, <clears throat> pay it that way so man all of those little things man and you know I do Marriott you're gonna be going to these hotels do you got Marriott man get you a bomb bonvoy account. So you okay. can get those Marriott points. I'm taking my daughter on a uh, on a ski trip, and we and she's like, "Where are we staying? Marriott."
0: Yeah, yeah. Marriott, yeah.
2: and the wife was like, "Well, you know, you gotta be careful with the days. I'm with my Marriott so good, I got a different status. So my late checkout, four p.m. player, I don't need to leave the leave, yeah. bro. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Right. I fly doing TV. I fly one October. I fly American. September Delta, November I alternate, so I have a a very good elite status on all those. So when I'm done at, with all this, man, I'm like the AARP king. I want memberships and discount for everything. And, and so that's just the way I think, you know.
0: Yeah. That. So.
2: That's 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 my that's my little weirdo financial deal.
3: <laughs> that that's what I needed to hear. So you just you just gave me a few pointers on, you know what I'm gonna start doing. Definitely might have to tap into the Marriott.
2: Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yep, getting yeah. those points. You gonna be staying all those Mar- Marriotts Order and ordering room service? Boy, you better get your points and days.
0: Yeah, I need them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so ain't no need- hey. Nothing against fam, you, but hey. Ain't no more uh Mot- you know, no uh Holiday Inn Express. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> nah, we hey hey, we used to stay in some good hotels a few times though. Yeah, hey, don't yeah. go up to
2: Wyoming, <laughs> boy. It ain't nothing but a Motel Six up there. I tell you right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nah, fam, they treated us well. That's man. good. They treated us well. That's
2: good, man. We appreciate you coming on the pod, man. Uh, look forward to watching you play. Look forward to talking to you. So now you can we we can call you a friend of the show, yes, uh, man. Sir. Blessings upon blessings, and I know you're gonna do a hell of a job, and I look forward to it. Uh, your agency is unbelievable. Don't turn your back on them when you get too big. Nah, and remember them, and uh, anytime you need anything, man, hit me up. I, I may be a day or two behind in replying, but uh, it's not because sometimes I just bad at replying to text. But, man, if I could be at service in any way possible, don't hesitate to ask. However, if you ever in jail and it's late at night, don't call me because I'm sleeping.
3: No <laughs> I got you, man. But I'm going to definitely have to hit you up. Though.
2: OK, man, I had a great time. I'm Steve Smith, senior on Cut To Holy It. Man. And we got
3: Xavier Smith.
2: You got it. Appreciate you listening. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you.